0: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 1620, Financial Fear and Resistance, by Alesias Anger with MySenseWithSense.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I narrate posts from a wide variety of personal finance blogs. We cover so much on this show, from saving to investing to debt reduction and more. This show is actually one of six shows in our network covering different topics like personal development, health and relationships. So if you like narration style podcasts, be sure to search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and check out our other shows. Now I have a brand new author for you on the show today. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Financial Fear and Resistance by Alasius Anger with MySenseWithSense.com. Once upon a time, the average American graduated from high school, maybe attended college, maybe not, and found a job in a nice company where he or she would work for 30 plus years, at which point they'd be thrown a nice party be gifted with a beautiful company watch, retire, collect the company pension, and take up a hobby like gardening or golf. As you can imagine, all of those parties, watches, and pension checks became quite the expense for the corporation, an expense they'd rather do without. So, corporate America sent their finest lobbyists to DC to protect corporate profits under the guise of helping the American people save more for retirement. Thus, the Revenue Act of 1978 was born, an IRS code 401k. In theory, the 401k was intended to be a supplemental retirement investment vehicle that an American worker would utilize to save up additional funds for retirement. It wasn't originally designed to be the only retirement vehicle utilized by workers. Unfortunately, as years went by, more and more corporations retired their traditional pension plans, placing retirement planning almost exclusively in the hands of the individual worker. It's a terrifying prospect for a nation of people that aren't required to take a personal finance course in high school. But that's where we're at. And fear isn't a terribly useful emotion as it often has us manifesting in the direction of which we do not want. Unfortunately, fear is often a tool that's used against us and I think it's important for us to recognize that for what it is. I have a client that has endured a lot in her life and has given me permission to share a small slice of her story. She lost everything at the age of 40 and has had to rebuild from there. Thereafter, as she was repairing the ruins of her financial life, she came to a meeting with a financial advisor that was associated with the administration of her 401k plan. She was eager for the meeting, seeing it as another opportunity to begin rebuilding. At that point, there wasn't a lot in the account. She was contributing a small amount in addition to the funds contributed by her company through their profit-sharing program. She was prepared to be told that she needed to increase her contributions. But what she wasn't prepared for was the fear-mongering beatdown that she received from a person that was supposed to be there to educate and help her. She tried to tell him that she had other assets from a recent inheritance, but he wouldn't listen to her and continued to use fear as a tool against her. Had he listened to her, he could have taught her how to use her 401k plan to supplement the assets she had recently acquired and secure her retirement. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. And she left that meeting in such a state of terror and shame that it launched her into a state of absolute paralysis where she remained for several years. This woman was in a place in her life of rebirth and renewal. Everything she was doing in life was in the spirit of creating the life she wanted to live. And the financial advisor could have easily been a part of that. But rather than help her to see and understand what she could do right now that would help her in the designing of a financially secure life, he spent their session hammering at her about lack and scarcity, focusing on the balance that was not in the account. Coupling this with the trauma she had just recently escaped, she was very simply overcome with fear. There's a funny thing about fear. It rates pretty low on the emotional scale because of the powerlessness that's often involved. Even a temporary bout of anger is more empowering. Had she been able to transform the fear into anger at that moment, she could have said to herself, screw you retirement guy, and waltzed out of that office with an all show him attitude and moved on with her life. A wise person once told me that your fear is caused by your resistance to what is. And she was right. It took me years to fully comprehend it, but I do now. Resistance is very literally fear. When we experience fear, it's because we are literally resisting our here and now by focusing our attention on the past we cannot change or on a future we can't control. As the universal law of resistance offers, we know that this fear will play out over and over again until we're forced to deal with it. But what does dealing with it look like? In some respects, dealing with our fear is the act of ultimate surrender. We must surrender to the now. Can you simply observe your life, your money, and recognize that in this moment, you are okay? Once we can achieve this state of neutrality, perhaps we can take it one step further up the emotional scale by practicing gratitude. Can you find things to genuinely appreciate about your job, your income, your ability to pay your bills, your savings, your ability to persevere? Exiting the powerlessness of fear and transitioning into an acceptance and even appreciation of that which we already have can lead us into a place of inspired action as resistance is now in the rear view mirror. While fear and resistance were the overarching themes of this story from my perspective, I feel compelled to offer this. Pay attention to financial professionals that try to use fear as a strategy when working with you. Unless you're a person that's somehow motivated by fear, this is not likely to yield you a positive result. Financial professionals should help you to understand processes so that you can make good decisions. If it turns out that you're underfunded somewhere, the focus should still be on helping you, not terrifying you. As for the woman in my story, she's currently rewriting the narrative of fear that was reinforced by this so-called advisor. She has since left the fear behind through working with financial coaches, advisors, and realtors that chose to uplift and educate. From a financial standpoint, she's doing great. In fact, she just realized that she's pretty much at her coast fine number and her retirement will be absolutely fine. You just listened to the post titled Financial Fear and Resistance by Alasius Anger of MySenseWithSense.com. with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. Head on over to MySenseWithSense.com for a lot more from Alessia's and I have that linked in this episode's description. You may have heard me say this before on the show, but I truly believe that in order for us to improve our financial health, we need to let our curiosity be bigger than our fear. That curiosity will allow us to look at our finances where they stand today without judgment over the past to figure out a way forward. That curiosity will also allow us to educate ourselves about investing and budgeting and recognize that this is all figureoutable. If you're listening to this show, you obviously have an interest in personal finance. So in my opinion, you're already doing fantastic. I find that a majority of the population just doesn't want to think about this stuff. So they're more likely to be paralyzed by fear and fall victim to fear mongering. Now, as much as some people mourn the loss of pension plans, there are certainly benefits to 401ks for people who prioritize their financial futures. Pensions typically require you to stay with a company for a certain amount of time, and you don't have any control over how it's invested. With a pension, your employer decides how much to contribute, which can sometimes result in underfunding. 401ks offer more autonomy. You choose how much you want to contribute up to the $19,500 per year limit for singles, and you also get to select what you're investing in. The days of staying with an employer for long periods of time are long gone. And while there may be a vesting schedule for the match portion of your 401k, you can take your contributions with you immediately. And that's a wrap for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.